what a special episode we get today. You want to know why? It's because we're going to get an episode that releases the day of that we filmed it. Because yesterday we tried to... live. I mean, practically, essentially live. It's like a live stream right now that we post later in the day. And... The reason why we didn't do it yesterday and the reason why I didn't release yesterday's podcast is because we didn't finish yesterday's podcast. Because we, how many times did we have? Not one. Four times. Not two. One would think that it would take us three, but then actually bought more two on there. So five attempts got destroyed just because Kellen wasn't there mentally and just really stressed out. And there were a little distractions. May or may not have slammed his head on the absolute table in frustration. Okay, I don't know. It was a hype. I didn't actually do that. Yeah, no. Don't um, look at my right. hurts you. <laughs> so stupid. But uh, no, he's tons fine. of stuff to talk about, and I'm in a much better mood today. Yay! The sun's shining. We last yes, yesterday we pod. did it. Yeah, yesterday we did it in the evening, just so it was the dark night out. Pods so give off a vibe that is. It's a bad energy especially just yeah we just don't want that and we were doing we were grinding and my dogs just started absolutely yeah barking, they were going crazy and they're psychotic so that's a it's no-go. hard to focus when they're uh barking a lot so that was the first initial trigger and it down spiraled from there but here we are today it's a new day here we are today and i feel like a a consummate professional right now i'm just in a zone i'm ready to drop knowledge and i'm ready to talk pink panther movies okay <laughs> because me and bianca there's absolutely nothing to watch on netflix right now because we've already consumed all of the amazing content and i we're going to talk about something else well there's some content that we haven't consumed that i would like to watch that i don't think you're in favor of watching so coming to an agreement is the hard part and i was shocked when i threw out pink panther and he agreed you know there's things out there that we have to figure out and there's a really interesting line a deciphering line called like my, me watching together watch like that's a you <laughs> thing and a my thing and we just really have a hard time finding that because we like watching the same things yeah and there's movies she wants to watch that'll be like you know it's don't a feel, little bit more don't like- feel bad if you just want to put that on for yourself once <laughs> That's what he always says. If there's like a girly movie or like a rom-com, it's always like, you know, that's a you movie. Like watch that on like you time. And I'm like, okay. But Pink Panther, cinematic masterpieces. Honest to God. Didn't have the greatest Rotten Tomatoes score, but screw Rotten Tomatoes anyway, okay? Screw Rotten Tomatoes. Our new thing is we don't look at the Rotten Tomatoes score anymore beforehand. We just go in blind. I would give Pink Panther one, solid seven. Pink Panther 2, solid 6.8. A little worse, you would say a- worse it's acting. It's almost pretty much e- equal to you, though, huh? I worse think acting in number two. Better. Huh? Yeah, number one was a lot better. Yeah. Usually and how it is. I, one thing that I really wish that we didn't scrap was the fact that I had a little bit of a rant. I went on a little bit of a tirade talking about Rotten Tomatoes and how their reviewing system is complete ass, considering the fact that we saw that movie Amsterdam and they gave Amsterdam a higher rating than Halloween ends and a running joke between lower me and, rating than no, ha- yeah, Halloween lower rating than um, Halloween ends. And me and Bianca, obviously we have this inside joke where anything that is complete ass, we just say, we just replace that and insert Halloween ends. Like this smells like Halloween ends. This movie is Halloween ends. That's our <laughs> Literally, thing. Literally, if something say. smells bad, we'll and be I guarantee like, we're the only people on planet. Like Earth. Halloween ends in here. Like, what's that? Like, <laughs> like instead of up dog row it's literally halloween ends 
so we literally were dying on our way home from the drive-in when we saw like that a skunk or something i feel like oh and we like, were just saying no oh, we were well we were just saying that it, the movie was ads like it wasn't very good and then it did we like our drive-in theater is like on the back roads of oregon so it <laughs> smelled like manure and stuff and we're like it literally smells like halloween ads <laughs> and then ever since then now we say it's a like, running joke that is never gonna go away and, and I love you know it. what i'm not here to shit on halloween ends all right <laughs> that's all we're doing no, no the halloween franchise literally calling it the, shit the, like that movie was just completely unnecessary and just a waste of energy well like it like, could have been good like because a trilogy you know like to end like actually killing mike myers or whatever but like they added unnecessary like storylines and characters and like the acting was just bad i love um jamie lee curtis though yeah. so i don't discredit her as an actress it was but just an overall downgrade from when the first one came out which yeah. was a really good premise of him escaping a bus was good. from yeah. jail yeah and then the next one was and like the house okay catching a fire the guy literally is getting Dis- oh yeah when he was and, like, attacking like the and they fire had, people yeah and they had to like get out of the burning house yeah that was wild and but and then, then after the, that after it just that, started it just was like random killing it, Myers, it just turned into like a gore it just, fest a gore fest that was like try to make it artsy and it's like dude i just i'm not grooving with you can't make all they did death, was try like, to make fun yeah just kill people for fun i just but, don't, i don't like that okay that's our quick rant on the rotten tomatoes score of halloween ends and amsterdam not as funny as the footage you'll never see that it gets deleted into the apple verse but you get the premise of what we're talking yeah, about. yeah there was some funny footage of and also, us yeah one of the f- other things that i had us do since it was wednesday and wednesday's andor day because andor meaning the star wars show on disney plus <laughs> if people yeah. don't watch that it's andor a- day <laughs> It's a national holiday every week. Um, same with Fridays. Friday is Great British Breakoff Day. That's something that I'm proud to say I got Kellen into. You would never know looking at him that he's really into the Great British Bake Off show. And he is. That's become our thing. And they do it like really perfectly. They drop it like every season, like towards like oh, Halloween, ho- like ho- yeah, holidays, and then they have like a holiday one. And so that you really get Great British Bake Off all year round. And the kids' version now. Oh yeah, and they well they've already had that one. They just only added one oh, wait, season yeah, of they've it. Had, yeah, I just I, I just based watch everything more off of Netflix. It. I know that one's good too. Okay, we're talking too much about shows. Why? You don't think? No. Okay, good. Should we save Star Wars for the end? Because the, the other episode I did, I started off with a little Yoda. I said, "Ready are you?" or something like that. You said something about beginning back we are back yeah yes. <laughs> back we are yes. and uh yeah i thought since i think that there is enough let's just Star do it Wars now fans? we're already on the topic of shows okay i think we have to do this and i change it up a little bit we're gonna go by tiers all right so now the disney plus platform has released four decent star wars shows and we've watched all of them and because we're not they've um, released crazy. more but we're talking about like um real the real, real life action the real yeah. action ones okay not like the cartoon we ones. got boba we got mandalorian we've got obi and now we have andor andor is not completed Kenobi. but we have seen enough of body of work of it to understand what it's about all right so far that one i think has had the most episodes because haven't yes. all of them only had like eight yeah, obi-wan was only like six yeah so Mando's had two seasons though so yeah that's true but uh andor has 12 mm-hmm. episodes total so we've and the book seen of Boba Fett a lot wasn't that more. long either i don't think 
No, I don't think so. No, but we're going to go tier list, okay? Because I want to give Bianca, she she's passionate about this, all right? And she will <laughs> tell you why and break down why each show is where it should be, like in terms of tier list. She will tell you why. She'll break it down for you. Film expert, all right? I'm not a film expert. Star Wars tier. So we got A tier, B tier, C so tier. So it's pretty much just D, one, F, two, and three. D slash F. Tell me what, whether it's a D or an F. All right. I don't think any of them are D's and F's. That's I think the that issue. You could, uh, could give it F. You could maybe give it You F. could. I don't think right, any of them me, are actually F worthy. Give me your DF. I don't have one. Give I me, would put them. Okay, give me your give me your two C? C's. Okay. Give me your two C's. Okay. Do you want me to write it down or are we just, just say it? Just say it. Okay. A. If you write it down, if it helps you visualize it. Yeah, I might it. actually have to visualize it. C. Oh, wait, no. And then for the A one, tell me whether it's A or S tier. Because there's oh, a difference. Wait. S is baller status. That's what it stands for. Oh. <laughs> a is just a pretty money show that you would recommend to friends. Like, I would say Ted Lasso's an S tier, just for reference. And then I would say, like, an A tier show would be, like, um, New Girl. You're giving... Wait. <laughs> is that a hot take? You're giving New Girl an A? Yeah, Ted Lasso's better than New Girl. Are you serious? Wait, you're kidding. No, I think... I think You have not laughed more in ted lasso than you ever have a new girl we yeah, have also didn't watch episodes. all of new girl in like i mean granted there were only like yeah. two, se- three, three, two seasons you're telling me if ted lasso had seven seasons it would last as well as new girl has no okay funny is relative i personally love the sports aspect and laughed a decent amount i can pound i don't fir- know if i can sit here right now Okay, Nick Miller is the funniest. And t- Schmidt t- and Winston and Coach and Jessica Day. No, no. Yeah, I'm just... The new Girl is really funny, but I like Ted Lasso more. But I can't rewatch Ted Lasso episodes, okay? Yeah. But like in the moment yeah. when I'm seeing it, what it's definitely Wouldn't you think better. like if a show is better, it means to me, it means you can rewatch it. You can keep watching it. It's like one of those feel-good shows you just always go back to. It's like one of your go-tos. You laugh. Like, you, your stomach hurts from laughing so hard. And for me, that's New Girl and The Last Man on Earth. And for you... Well, then if we're going based off never, that criteria, then The Office is up there. I'm not that big of a fan of The Office compared Dude, to you. <laughs> so funny. Compared to you. I stopped Bianca on the plane so many times when The Office episodes were on. and just We for, were going to Hawaii. We uh, literally would be watching an episode of the office and just start laughing you'd pause and go watch and i'd watch and i'm like okay go out of my way to interrupt whatever bianca was doing just to show her the stupidest five second clip that i thought was hilarious (laughs) and i'm like okay like this one where dwight was throwing a tantrum i did you watch (laughs) did you watch the chili one huh did you watch the chili one (laughs) i think i think because i feel like i remember him dropping the chili you showing me that but Okay, based off the criteria, New Girl's better than Ted Lasso. I don't get me wrong, I love Ted Lasso, and it's like the directing and the writing is like really good, but like in its entirety, Jacques <laughs> New Girl never disappoints. There was some, you have to admit, there were some boring ass scenes in Ted Lasso. There's some scenes where I'm like, I could skip this part. You know? There's some slow scenes. We just agree to disagree. Okay. We're not seeing eye um, to eye right now. So clearly. my C. 
It's a joke because I think that is higher than mine. Yeah, my seat's taller than his, and it makes me look bigger than him. Let's see an eye to eye. I don't get why that's such a big ass deal, but because explain your list this moment, ma'am. I see this. This is my last. This is my list yesterday. I didn't realize. See, okay, hit me with it. Oh, I remember now. All right, but hit me with it again. So this is where Kellen and I disagree. This is where Kellen and I disagree because in my C tier for the show, which none of them are that bad. That's why there's no one in the DNF. But I mean, for C tier, let me speak. We're going to have a debate in here. Um, <laughs> in my C tier, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And <gasps> I know, shocker, because that's different. That's different from Kellen's. He's trying but to be different. As like an outsider of the Star Wars world, like Kellen's a straight up fan of Star Wars. I well, was introduced by these shows not, like, yes you are. you've seen no, all I'm of not the knowledgeable sh- on everything jesus christ Any there's some people I out there that are like answered. this happened this happened this happened and these are the characters okay I'll you're not like, like i just a, like enjoying the shows. you're not a complete nerd but like you've seen every movie you know all of the characters and their stories i did not know that princess leia and luke skywalker were siblings mm-hmm. there's that yeah okay i have so- to think about some of the stuff for a minute <laughs> yeah yeah we're good <laughs> okay well so as like an outside viewer i would say that obi-wan it has more to do with like the actual classic star wars characters nothing about like darth vader i'm not a huge fan of like stormtrooper like vibes like the empire and like the whole jedi thing like that's like star wars in itself but i like how andor mandalorian and boba fett are all about like their individual characters as a whole and like their backstories you know so i think it's cool because you actually get to know them and it's not just like it doesn't feel like you're just getting like spewed star wars at you Mm -hmm. where like obi-wan kenobi has more it's like i think we talked about this last time you feel like you're at more on this level playing field yeah and i just feel like obi-wan kenobi has more of like a backstory to it you have to know more you have to also like yeah i don't know so that one goes in c and i just think i'm not it was just kind of boring to me i don't know um b i have mandalorian and boba fett tied and i think that's weird to you too because you didn't like boba fett and that's like been the consensus of everyone i've actually talked to about it my argument is is boba fett was boring but i liked boba fett it is good but he had mando come in there and it saved the show a little bit yeah i think that's why i liked it because it was kind of like a two for one when you have a different character from a different show coming into i thought it was cool that you got to see uh cab cad bane Mm. that was cool i liked the girl with the long thing oh yes she was in it like it was cool because there was a lot of like characters that were involved Mm. and like you know i i just thought that that one was like you thought it was a little slow it definitely was slow at the beginning they all are like that was something we talked about yesterday is that they the first two episodes are always a little like yeah like kind of snoozers a little bit But, but still good not everyone give me a war scene <laughs> <laughs> no, i don't want a war scene just some like what's gonna happen like oh my god i like being a little nervous yeah but mandalorian's obviously better than boba just in the sense that grogu's in it can't top grogu sorry <laughs> his little um number one you and i both agree is andor because best acting by far andy circus absolutely yeah, killed there's the like actually gr- that was the other thing i didn't like open one kind of be the actors weren't that good i love the main guy who's the main guy ewan ewan that's his name McGregor. yeah ewan mcgregor he the inquisitor girl is my favorite shush 
the Ewan McGregor is a great actor, but everyone else, not that big of a fan. Not gonna lie. Yeah, when, I wasn't um, scared of when an eight-year-old girl is one of the best actors on the show. Yeah, the little girl, we were like... A little bit of a problem there. She's a little bit better than ever. She's kind of killing it right now. Yeah, she's literally better than... She's stealing the show. Adults that have been working their whole life for this opportunity. She's killing it right now. The people that have already went so, to school to become actors. And they she's just like needed to recast a little bit better. Maybe I would grade. like it more. But Andor has definitely has had the best acting two huge scenes it's been like two separate movies within one i literally thought and this was when you know it's good because well i just assumed it was only a six episode six to eight episode series because that's how the other ones have been so i think it was literally on the sixth episode it was like some crazy i'm not gonna like spoil anything but they do something crazy and i was like oh that was such a good season and you're like no there's still a lot more and <laughs> yeah. i was like what i thought for sure that was like the season finale no. and then so it just kept getting i mean there is like it is almost pointless in a sense like there's like everything that happens is kind of a little pointless like you know no every every episode there is besides like one i loved no they it's all great episodes and like they're always keeping you on your toes but it has to it has to do with like like money and all this it's never having to do it's never like that serious i feel like i don't know how i feel like this has been the most serious one out of all those shows you just named i thought mandalorian was more intense i don't think so like the prison with the, with the guy i've who never comes seen down. in anything in star wars more brutal than those people getting shocked from the floor like that's brutal like that's like violence at its we finest can't spoil it no i'm just saying yeah there is spoilers in here and if you haven't seen it it's on you but there's some like <laughs> see, there's some different filming in here i feel like yeah no and i love i thought everyone's been a good great actress and actor and like the storyline's been good so so far Ken and I agree. That's number one. Mm-hmm. But I have Obi Wan as number uh, two. I have Andor S tier. I have um, Mando B tier. Uh, Obi Wan B tier and Boba Fett C tier. Just because Boba Wait, Fett. Wait, so you have no one in A. You don't even think Mandalorian goes in A. You have. You have Mandalorian's A actually. Yeah, Andor's S. Mando A. Boba. Boba C. And then Obi B. Yeah okay boba could be a d i know you don't like you don't like that boba could be a d just because someone had to come in and save the show no i think he did great by himself about getting those like those one like scary looking guys and how like those little hut people like helped Mm. save him like it was a good a lot of wasted time on those ones no it taught it showed how he became like how he survived yes you're right you're right and that was the thing is like everyone was wondering how he survived like from the star wars movie so i feel like that one had more of an impact of mm-hmm. learning about yeah. him you know i mean his experiences are relatable just because like we've been talking for 20 minutes about i feel that whenever i get a sunburn was in hawaii and stepped in the pool i felt like i was in his little water tank because it felt really nice no we literally <laughs> said that we like where you feel like boba or like our water tanks because being in the pool after yeah having a gnarly sunburn it felt like heaven yeah going from uh like normal uv rays to hawaii uv rays and not wearing any sunscreen for about five hours of sitting on the beach it was six was straight hours the, in the sun no umbrella go. no sunscreen swimming in the ocean and we felt it but is this a UFC podcast or a 
this is a whatever this is a whatever we want party we're gonna start calling it a augurino game entertainment dude a pollicula podcast movie review yeah yeah this is our your where you get your latest shows and movie recommendations and reviews as UFC well comedy as from an absolute expert who would have thought that one of the biggest brains behind mma would have never stepped foot on a mat in their entire life <laughs> that's supposed to be you <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> i know absolutely nothing about this sport yeah it showed yesterday oh, too yeah. yesterday really when i was trying to explain anything. something i couldn't even pronounce women's flyweight division and you want to get into the women's flyweight division okay since i said it right is that the segue yeah this entire so basically this entire card we're gonna keep this really freaking quick concise for you guys all right i have three topics that we are going to get into and then a couple ones after and i'm just going to completely skip out on ufc 281 just given the fact that way past that at this point everyone understands alex pajeda that was the craziest fight of all time best card biggest upset ever best card well I think Leon Edwards is not. Yeah. yeah uh, that I, one was crazy. Yeah. And we, in our last episode, we figured out that Michael Chandler didn't um, get into the UFC in 2020. We, we didn't figure out. I got discovered that this out. year. So the early onsets are really kicking in for a future teacher of America over here. But. Yeah, because I'm going to be teaching my kids about the UFC. UFC. Well, you. Yeah, kids, let's learn about fighting <laughs> and when they became hey, fighters. It seems like you have some aggressors in your class, though, so. Huh? Seems like you have some aggressors in your class. Aggressors? Okay, we kids don't need are, to talk about that. wild, okay? Um, let's get into the UFC flyweight division, all right? I have a, a hot take for you all, and I don't think that is really that steaming hot, but as I was going through <laughs> my list, I'd say that it's a solid, like, ooh, if you touch the pot, you're like, ooh, that's pretty hot still. But it's not like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to the hospital because I just burn the shit out of it's, my finger. It's like a first degree word, not like a third degree, if that's what you mean. Yeah. But when I was going through last week, if you guys remember our episode last week, that was an absolute banger. Go check it out. Um, I made a list of most underrated fighters in each division, and I was actually surprised to see a bunch of the correlations between some of the guys I mentioned and were think was thinking about including on that list and this upcoming card, okay? Because I was talking about how welterweight's a little bit... <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen there, you know? There's going to be some uh, young studs coming up pretty soon, but as of right now, in terms of guys who are going to compete that are underrated it's really tough the guys at the top are probably going to stay at the top here for a bit now but we got guys coming up and then there's also some a girl a girl that stands out amongst others okay and she's leading off this beautiful card headlined by Derek lewis and sergey spivak all right this woman is in my opinion here's the hot take everybody you ready <laughs> i think that she is the most complete prospect scariest prospect in the entire women's UFC flyweight division. And the fact that I just said that perfectly this time is an absolute That's dub a win. in my book That's because a win. I couldn't say it right in the episodes that failed in prior takes. All right? That and woman, who cares, you know? If you couldn't say it right, like, no one actually cares except for him. Right. That woman is Natalia Silva. And we all get blessed with a treat because I don't really know, all right? I watched my tape for the fighters. I watched past fights and for her natalia silva that is her one fight in the ufc in her debut against jasmine jews devicious jazz devicious i don't even know how to say her name but easily one of the greatest ufc debuts of all time especially in 2022 best woman prospect we've seen i think so <laughs> the woman the reason why she is so amazing 
is because the left side of her body, all right, might as well be an AI cyborg because doesn't telegraph her kicks whatsoever and her left hook is one of the most ferocious hooks and attacks I've seen amongst men and women fighters. The way she pieced up. I'm like Jasmine surprised Dude's to see you get bro, this excited over a woman fighter. I have never oohed and odd more in a UC debut. And then also I've never went back because on ESPN plus, when you're looking through the fights, you can go back and just like watch a sequence. The amount of times that I went back and watched the sequence was just flawless, dude. She manages to like circle the octagon, fight off of her back foot. And then also when people think, Oh, I, I'm just gonna have to take uh, Natalia Silva down. Mm, wait a second. We can't do that because she's out muscle <laughs> the shit out of you. Okay, Jasmine Juzdevicius was on multiple single leg attempts. All right, tried to take her down. What did uh What did uh Natalia Silva do? She out muscled her. She basically Amanda Lemoused her, threw her <laughs> on the ground, basically reverse position, and then she's in top mount and then can get back up to her feet. And then put on another striking masterclass. It was three rounds of the most beautiful MMA. Just overall amazingness okay i just don't know how to put it into words like you guys are just gonna have to watch it for yourself because she's going to I be think i need to watch it i don't even think i've seen it daniel cormier said it the best said it best all right she she has like she looked like a completely different fighter and i've never just been like holy shit dude spinning techniques kicks from both sides and the way she can piece up combos and she finds your chin it's just like the amount of volume and the way that she was just fighting overall, just like piecing you up, stuffing takedowns and not getting tired and fighting off your back foot when like another person is applying pressure on you, just the whole way that it was just like really abnormal, I feel like. And it's like when someone's that good, you just know that they're extremely special. Like, even though this is her first, that was her first fight in the UFC, you just understand the fact that complete issue because the other girls in the division okay Manon Fiol <laughs> Jessica Andrade Caitlin Chukagian good but what separates um Natalia Silva is the fact that she throws volume presses the action and fights like Danny Cormier says where she feels comfortable fighting it seems like a lot of the other girls that win the fights in the UFC 125 pound division for women they either win on big like there's two or three moments that happen in the fight that sway the judges to think that mm -hmm. they won. But Natalia Silva, it's like a uh, Valentina Shevchenko thing where it's they dominated the entire fight. There wasn't a single moment where you think, oh yeah, that yeah. woman. I just think that she's going to continue to put these performances on and I think that she could be in the top five by the end of next year for and sure. She's and she's on even, this Saturday's yeah, upcoming car? Yeah, she opens up car? the car, bro. It's going to be insane. She's the absolute goat. I'm telling you. She's the like she is the most exciting fighter in 125 pound division and the most complete prospect given the fact that she puts it on you can fight go, she can push the pressure or if you're pushing the pace she's gonna piece you up moving backward and it's exciting too bro it's not like oh my god I'm waiting for you to throw it's not one at a time one or two strikes at a time like Manafio it's like we're getting flurries spinning back kicks nothing telegraphed and when you're getting and it's enough power to put your lights out if it connects with you in the right way because I think that Jasmine Judavish was just extremely tough. A lot of the girls in the division, and I feel like lower, or I feel like other girls would have went out because some of those shots hit clean. I just think Jasmine Judavish was in really good shape. But high as hell on Natalia Silva, bro. Just everything she does is amazing. But <laughs> then 
we have Jack, we have Jack Della Maddalena and Andre Fialio, all right? And these two dudes are, I th- I'm going to separate them in two different categories, okay? Jack Della Maddalena, going to be one of the biggest problems at uh, Welterweight, all right? Just given the, f- the, that's the one thing I actually want to talk about. Natalia Silva, Andre Fialio, <laughs> and Jack Della Maddalena. Their attacks with the left side of their body are ferocious, dude. They finished like all of their last few fights with left, some form of a left-handed combination, all right? I mean, even though Natalia Silva, she connected with her left hook on multiple occasions. Jack Della Maddalena, was it a left body shot to Ramazan Amiv that dropped him? And then also, I think that he threw a left down the pipe against Pete Rodriguez that sat him down and got him out of there. And also, as we've seen Andre Fialio when he fought Cam- Cameron Van Camp or whatever, it was an absolute left bomb that sat him down and sent him into a different world, dude. So these dudes, they're just both can switch dance. All of them can switch dances really well, have clean stand-up. But Jack Della Maddalena, I think that him... He's going to have an absolute war with Danny Roberts, and it's going to be amazing to watch because Danny Roberts is slept on. I think he's like a plus, he's like a plus five hundred, plus four hundred. And if you want to make a little bit of money, I think Danny Roberts <laughs> is the best guy that Jack Della Maddalena's <clears throat> fought. But I think Jack is probably going to solidify going three and zero in his UFC career. But then Andre Fialio, another clip, baby, another clip, dude. <laughs> no matter what fight he's in, win or lose. Most exciting welterweight you'll ever watch. Must see TV every single time. That's a hot take. Dude, the guy goes in in his UFC debut, all right, against Michelle Pieda, who doesn't freaking lose at all. Has had some t- Michelle's had some tough fights, but the, how, how do you want to pr- push the pace against Michelle Pieda, all right? Like, it's your first fight in the UFC, and you're getting pieced up a little bit, but that doesn't, like, deter you whatsoever. Just goes to show that you're an absolute stud. Lose for that fight. Come back. I think he beats Miguel Baeza and Cameron Van Camp and then has to fight Jake Matthews. Jake Matthews' fight was pretty good. Jake Matthews, obviously, we talked about mo- one of the most underrated welterweights. But every single fight that Andre Fialio is in is amazing just because his 1-2, all right, splits your guard. It is steaming hot. Absolute steamer <laughs> that melts your guard, goes right through you, pops you. But then is also his left-handed like we were talking about, bro. Comes out of nowhere. It's uh, reminiscent of our boy Cho- Joe Pfeiffer. One punch knockout power. It's just every every time this man steps into the octagon, and apparently has really good wrestling too. But we don't ever see his fights go to the ground because he's always pushing the action. He's only really fought strikers. But I think seeing a string one together here against Muslim Solikov, this could be one of the, this is going to close out the year as one of the, probably the best fights of the year, just because Muslim Solikov loves to throw spinning stuff. And even though he will change levels on you i'm pretty sure andre's gonna be able to stuff the takedown and i just love the fact that muslim is gonna be willing to stand and they both just throw absolute stones so <laughs> i don't even know i was gonna give a prediction but i really want andre to get Why back don't on you track. give one i might give a i want andre fiali to get back on track but yeah. muslim solikov is a He's the man. All right. Li Jing Liang beat him in his last time out. I think he pe- he, he got cracked a little bit, but... I think I'm going to give it to Fialo. There's so many good fights on here. Jack Della Maddalena versus Danny Roberts. Andre Fialo versus Muslim Solikov. Waldo Cortez Acosta. We were talking about this, bro. Bo Nickel would be mad at me, like I said in my last <laughs> time. Dude throws fastballs over the top. Absolute bombers. He, I'm, if there's anybody in the UFC that you can get away with saying yeah, this guy throws bombs and not sound like a complete idiot, it's against Waldo Cortez. It's when you're talking about Waldo or does a or t- 
Waldo Cortez Acosta. That's a I want to see twister. him just like Chase Sherman. I really hope Chase Sherman does good, but I just want really bad somebody to not be scared and go face to face with Cortez Acosta because the dude. What does he look like? His first fight against a who did he fight? Jared Vandera, bro. Hmm. I just want somebody to be a willing partner. Oh yeah, with him. he's yeah. All right? Yeah, because it looks like he's playing baseball out there, <laughs> and I just want somebody to get in there with him and just really throw down in the pocket hey, like wait, a tie to evolve. Santa boy, salsa boy. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Santa he can just change baby. it for the holiday. He can change it for yeah, the holiday. Yeah, he should. Salsa boy, he throws salsa, <laughs> bowls of salsa. He can make your face I look like a bowl that of salsa. Santa boy. I mean, Waldo this, Santa Boy Cortez Acosta. Is this card not filled to the brim with prospects, bro? Natalia Silva, Brady Eastad, yeah. um, Maria Oliveira, Ricky Tercios, Miles Johns oh, Ricky versus Tercios. Yeah, Ricky's on here. I love that. Zhalgus Jumagulov, Jack Della Madalena, Andre Fialio, yeah, Waldo Cortez stacked. Acosta, Kennedy and Chekwu, Sergey Spivak. It doesn't get any more stacked. If you're, this is like watching the future of the Dang. UFC maybe like take over a little bit here. This is basically, this is the new era of the UFC is what we're watching on this card. That's a good way to put it because it definitely. It's going to follow this. It's going to follow up UFC 281. It's going to be its perfect little compliment like we were watching when we're watching Drink Masters. It's its perfect little little, uh, uh, garnish. (laughs) It's going to, it just is like. It's a little pairing. It's a little palate cleanser. Oh, that's a good one. Because I don't know what's going to happen a week after this because I haven't really looked at it. That's another show to watch, um, which. I don't know if we've talked about it, but Drink Masters on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Very good. I think we have talked about it a little bit. Oh, did we? Last mm-hmm. episode, maybe? Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We oh. talked about Tao. Yeah. I think there's like a couple more other things that I really wanted to get off my chest, all right? So, last, one of my other episodes, like two episodes ago, uh, we had a technical difficulty because Kellen has so much freaking storage taken up on his phone that I had to get rid of a bunch of videos and put them on my computer. Mm. But one fight that was announced that I really wanted to make a clip out of and post, but I couldn't because it was a blacked out screen, (laughs) was uh, the fact that Tiago Moises versus Guram Kutadaladze got announced. And boys... Mm. This is like one of the greatest fights you can ever see in your entire life. And I watched film on this and prepared myself for this moment to talk about this. And then my <laughs> phone blacked out, bro. Film on this. Are you kidding me? Even though I'm like, it's like a blind person watching film because I don't know what I'm watching. I just kind of like <laughs> understand the gist of it. I'm like, okay, he's got a good jab. All right. He likes to use his hands to set up takedowns. And like, that's beside that's it. You I'm not know like what? You Cruz need to here. give yourself more credit because you know a lot more than you're acting like. I don't know the difference between like a Darson and an Anaconda joke, okay? But like, Guram Kutalazi versus Chiago like, Moises. Rear naked joke. She's going for the, the <laughs> friggin'. Spot wait, what was naked. the other thing that happened that they were going for? That was like a reverse thing or like something that I'd never heard of. Like and a you backpack? No, sure. Body triangle? No, I've heard of that. There was one that happened on the last card that you were like talking about, and I was like, I've never heard of that. Yeah. And you know what it's called. And it was something random, like a random ass name. A guillotine? No, I've heard of a guillotine. You put me in those every day. What is that again? Bianca Polsgaard. 
puts me in a guillotine what's every single a, day. What's guard? <laughs> it's when your head's like this. And then I do not person. do that. <laughs> Becca randomly in public, she'll just like pull guard and like that put me in a guillotine. We'll be at true. the movies and I'm just like, okay, we're in line waiting to get popcorn. She puts me in a guillotine. I'm He's like, seriously lying. Like we can't freaking grapple right Let now. Like I get you're a black belt, but they don't have to rub it in my face. I was in karate <laughs> as a kid. So don't mess with me. I didn't make it up very far. I think I made it to like, I think you started a yellow belt. I think I made it to like orange or something. Bianca likes to take a page out of Michael Chandler's book. She likes to fish hook you. Anything dirty. Yeah, Kellen was actually really upset about that. Turned me off. We still like Michael, but you can't fish hook people. You can't put your fingers in someone's mouth. Dustin Poirier was talking about, he said he was biting him. He was biting him. Yeah, we, but then he's like, bro, what am that. I doing right now? He's like, why shouldn't I have to bite his finger off? Yeah, but it, it said he, did, he, Michael didn't even try to pull out when he was biting him. When he was it. biting him? Yeah, because he had his top mouth guard on, so it doesn't hurt So it hurt didn't hurt, yeah. yeah. Ow. Wild stuff. What? Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. But I said this last, the video we made yesterday that's never going to be aired, but I said that I wish I had footage of Kellen's reaction during the last fight, the main card, because I've never seen Kellen scream and jump and yell like a little girl in that moment yeah. of how excited and crazy that fight was. So wild. We're not really talking about that. The card. only ever time you're going to get a reaction out of me like that is if uh, the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Yeah, which would be crazy. Because I got to a release of my emotion, like yeah. we were talking about, as if I was going to, if as mm -hmm. if I didn't miss the greatest comeback knockout of all time. Yeah, he had to miss that one for my sister's wedding, so I've never heard the end of that. So I got to just like in release what I would have <laughs> done on that in real time in that, yeah. And like we talked about on however many times we filmed this episode, I set a really low standard for that fight because yeah that's what we said yeah and then, it, and then i had kind well, of a higher we were so like the fight with dustin and michael was so crazy we were like how dumb of them to make this not like a main event right. because it was so crazy we we're like it could have gone five rounds yeah. or like just how cool it was and then we're like there's no way nothing can follow it up and then that happened so we were like it was crazy set a low bar and then i set a little bit of a higher bar just in case <laughs> And then it broke through both of those and reached a whole new level of amazingness that I never really have got to experience in a long time. Dragon yeah. Israel Adesanya fight since Kelvin Gastelum. I said that too. Didn't I say it was going to surpass the excitement of the Kelvin Gastelum fight? I think fight? you did. I don't know if it did per se. How? But it was pretty exciting because the Kelvin Gastelum fight was pretty insane. Oh, I didn't watch that one. So. Um, but I guess we're going to revert back to what we were going to talk about about five minutes ago and the fact that we get a fight that we don't deserve as fight fans but we're gonna get it because the ufc is absolute studly absolutely studly at matchmaking and we're gonna get tiago moises versus guram kutadaladze guram kutadaladze okay and i'm gonna explain to you really quickly why this is actually the perfect matchup for tiago moises or tiago's coming off that nice dub over christos Tiagos. his comeback after what did he lose to uh Lost to Islam and Joel Alvarez, but we saw how close Guram was to Demirj Magulov, and Demirj Magulov is the standard at lightweight. And Guram really did a really amazing job, especially he gave he put Guram in probably as much adversity as he's been in, in his in, entire UFC career mm -hmm. in that first round of their fight. And we're just gonna get a good test to see how much. 
Thiago Moises, who in my opinion has one of the highest ceilings at lightweight. We're going to get to see how much he's grown and improved since his last loss and off his coming off his win against Chris Osiagos. Because I went back and watched Thiago's fight with Demirj Magulov because they did fight. It was actually closer than I expected. Thiago's boxing is just so crisp, bro. The way he's just, he's really Andre Fialu-esque clean sets up his hands for takedowns but then when it comes to a striking match the man's gonna throw down with you and i really believe that the grappling against guram kratadaladze could cancel out because both of those dudes obviously love to use their hands to set up their takedowns but it's just gonna be really tough because when you get a guy like tiago moises who actually took islam makachev down in their fight and lasted longer than i feel like a lot of people in recent memory have i think islam got Tiago Moises out of there in the third or fourth round, which is more than uh, Charles Oliveira could say, more than um, Dan Hooker can say, more than uh, Bobby King Green can say. I mean, yeah, I guess Haslam really hasn't fought that many good guys. A lot of mid-tier fighters there, but he's still the best in the world. Don't get me wrong, and I can't wait for the Volkanovski fight. That's going to be crazy. Yeah, that'll be good. Wild. But I think it's just the perfect matchup because we just get to see the evolution of, in my opinion, one of the fastest rising guys he just got a little bit of a sidetrack here Thiago Moises it's going to be a clash in the center of the octagon my prediction early prediction for the fight though I really believe that we can't be sleeping on Guram Kutadaladze just given the fact that on any given night he can beat anybody in on planet earth at lightweight he just really he demands has to put it together he has the clean ass kickboxing like he has a ton of kickboxing fights and he's not afraid to wrestle with you and if you try to if a, if a guy that believes they have an advantage taking him down like he's going to get back up to his feet for sure I just sometimes I feel like the clock runs out for Guram Kutaladze or he just kind of gets pieced up by some good strikers. So if but there is I have faith in him. It's going to be by far uh, Thiago Moises toughest test in recent memory. But I really have faith that Guram could make a run. I'm not sleeping on him at all. I just really like both of these guys. It does suck that they have to get matched up. But in terms of it just sucks at lightweight. There's so many good guys that have to get matched up with one another because there's just not another good fight. But it just makes for extremely high-level entertainment. <laughs> and it's going to be a sick-ass fight to kick off the new year, I believe. But I really can't be sleeping on Guram or Tiago, bro. I, w- I just wish there was a way that they could not fight each other. <laughs> but I think that this is the greatest test for Tiago at the moment just because in order to become the best at lightweight, what do you got to do? You got to beat the best grapplers in the division, baby. And we already know Tiago can stand with anybody on the feet. He just has to freaking manage not to get touched because he did get, even got touched against um, Christos Yagos, and we can't be doing that. So, but if Tiago finds a way, gets on the ground, finds your back, it's a lights out, game's over, okay? Because he's going to find that body triangle and sink in a rear naked. Same with Garam, though. You never know, bro. But yeah. <laughs> and then the, the, the sickest card of all time, though, just to close this episode out is you say 284 bro makacha versus volkanovsky and the more it i'm thinking hasn't about happened it yet though the more i'm thinking about it the more i'm thinking about it the more i'm thinking about it and the more i'm thinking about it volkanovsky could stay in there he could hang in there with the guys he yeah, can hang in there with makacha. Called that fight too quick but you never know i didn't think alexander had the balls to take it and the fact that he has the balls to take it makes me i'm gonna pick him to win i'm gonna pick alexander volkanovsky to knock off really? his and then he's gonna become the greatest fighter on planet earth i just I know we just can't play MMA math anymore. Every time Kellen plays MMA math, it just comes back and bites me in the ass. Yeah. We've never seen Islam Makachev in trouble besides when he got knocked out. But we have seen Alexander Volkanovsky in trouble against Brian Ortega. And when you're in trouble against Brian Ortega, okay, and when you're in trouble against Max Holloway, I guess, who those are two guys who would never beat Islam Makachev a day in your, a, a, any day in their entire life. They fight him <laughs> a thousand times and never win a single round. 
Um, huh. It's just hard for me to believe that Alexander would get the dub, but I just yeah. got to feel like this guy is improving every day. He's not scared of any man on planet Earth. And that's how they have to look at it. To I just don't see Alexander losing. Any any time you don't we, see, you mean you don't see? No, I don't see Alexander Volkanovsky losing. I just can't ever imagine him losing. Every what? time I think he's gonna lose, he doesn't. I thought for sure you were gonna say you can't picture him winning against him. No, I'm saying I just I yeah. can't imagine Alexander losing, bro. Yeah. Every single time I count that man out, he, he rises to the occasion could, yeah. and yeah. he's done nothing but get better since yeah. his first or second fight with Max Holloway. You did say yeah. So I'm picking Alex in that fight. But the main thing <laughs> that I wanted to talk about Alex. <laughs> is we've seen some crazy. We've seen uh, Money Moicano with a coming out party. We've seen multiple other guys have some pretty outstanding performances, best of their careers by far. And I think it's going to be no different for Melsic Bagdasarian, UFC 284, okay? I really do think that they, the UFC gave him a tough-ass test, but this tough-ass test... Leaves. has set up an opportunity for him to show off his skills and become a fan favorite amongst people fans worldwide all right i think this is going to be his coming out party because him against josh cooley bow is one of the sickest bouts that you could ever make that josh cooley bow's fight on the here Prohash card versus sung Wu choi one of the sickest bouts most maddening bouts of the entire year. Back and forth, Sung Woo Choi, super fast, as we saw in his Mike Chizano fight. They both simultaneously simultaneously knocked each other out at the same time. But then I think Chizano came back and got the dub. But Josh Koulibau, as I was going back, because I remember when he watched, when I, I think it was his first fight in the UFC. He was fighting at like 170, bro, against uh, Jalen Turner. That was wild. And it was I was like, oh my God, dude, Jalen Turner is a mountain of a man compared to Josh Koulibau. But since then, Josh Koulibau's evolution, man's is a beast, and Melsic Bagdasarian finally gets a guy <laughs> that is going to push the pace, get in his face, and surprisingly, which I didn't think was possible, could match him tit for tat in terms of speed on the feet. Kicks are a different story. Melsic Bagdasarian is a otherworldly. His lead front kicks, just everything he does is spinning techniques, Josh Koulibaly does not match that, especially like just Melsic is so much more of an athlete than Josh Koulibaly. But on the feet, the way they set up punches, Josh Koulibaly, he could beat Melson to the punch, literally. And if he finds Melsic's chin, it could derail my entire prediction about what I think of Melsic Bagdasarian. But I just believe that that unknowingness factor about what's going to happen and Josh Koulibaly being as good as he is, I really believe that. It's either going to make or break, and we're going to see Melsic Bagdasarian's potential, or we're going to see him break. But I just don't see a world in which we see him breaking just because of how good he is, no matter where the fight goes. I know that Josh Kulio is probably not going to change levels. If he does, it's going to get stuffed. But on the feet, Melsic's just got to be a little bit more busy. He's just going to... It was just... His last fight against Bruno Souza was a bit frustrating because Bruno was just circling around the octagon the entire time, and Melsic was just having a hard time cutting him off and really doing anything with his hands. Um, damaging Bruno Souza. The only thing he could really do is try to kick his legs out from under him and throw body kicks. But Josh Koulibaly is going to leave opportunities, as we've seen against Sung Woo Choi. He got cracked on multiple occasions. And if he does that against Melsic Bagdasarian, he's going to go out. But that being said, Josh Koulibaly, the way that he, the power that he possesses and the speed in his just overall stand up game with his hands, 
if he connects, it's going to be another. It's going to be an early fight of the year candidate that we cannot forget about towards the end of the year because it's always seen February. But it's going to be a banger fight. I wish it was more than three five minute rounds, but it's going to be sick. And Melsic got screwed his last. I think That's TJ crazy. Laramie fell out. His fight with TJ Laramie fell out. But Melsic, as we've seen in 2021, was like one of the sickest fighters we've seen because Colin Anglin, that left high kick that sat him down. And Melsic was able to display his ground game without getting back up to his feet. But then Melsic obviously got the second dub. But Josh Koulibaly is surging. Should be ranked, honestly. Josh Koulibaly is just as good as anybody in that division, without a doubt. So I'm going to have to go against my uh, fellow uh, Filipino man and go with Melsic <laughs> on this one. But it's going to be a hell of a matchup, dude. The amount of the be- the people that Josh Koulibaly beat are insane. He had that split decision with Charles Dordain, beat Shaolin Nurnbeka, who is a powerhouse, beat Sungwoo Choi, who has a fun fight every single time. But I think Melsi Bagazarian is going to finally have the opportunity to become a star in front of our eyes or prove that he has a little bit more work to do, you know? Because it's a long layover after coming off an injury, so we'll see if he's the same guy. I think he's going to be. He's so exciting, though, dude. He's the man. But (laughs) that's all I got to say, dude. Three stars on this card, Jack Della Maddalena, Natalia Silva, and... Um, Andre Fialiu, and then Melsic, Guram Katadalaze, Thiago Moises. It's a fun time to be a UFC fan, my guy. It's a fun time. Really quick prediction, though. Was your What's your Derek Lewis or Sergey Spivak? Derek Lewis. Definitely. I'm going Sergey. Really? These are the two guys that you never bet against, no matter what it is. Yeah. But when it comes to Derek Lewis, you have to always pick Derek Lewis because no matter if he's the underdog. That's what I just said. Oh, you know, yeah. I He's think the underdog I, in the situation? Yeah. Oh, I should definitely vote then. Or bet for him. Because no matter how well the fight's going for Sergey Spivak, because Derek Lewis is getting better on the ground. Like, he can stuff takedowns and get back up to his feet. Derek so. Lewis is a scary man. Extremely scary man. Extremely funny man. But, yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm happy we made it through an entire episode. Not as good as the first half of the other one we had, but... Yes, it, it is. is. what it is. You make the French flag? Yeah. Menofion, Jacques Oh, it can also be Italy. Okay, wait, really quick. What? If you could make up a name for your Pink Panther, what would it be? Like, what would who would you be? I'm gonna do a random French name generator, and then it's gonna be for you. Okay. Okay. It's gonna be like Colette. <laughs> Mama be Kelan. Generate names. I'm Josiane Levin. You're Josiane Levin. Josiane Levin. And you're Coutin Roche. No, I'm gonna do another one. Wait, really quick. Wait, there's got to be a better website. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fancy French or fancy name generators. Get mail names. Oh, it just like oh, gives you changing. a list. Uh, I'm gonna go with if I was in uh. You would be. All right, next one. This is the last one. If I was in. Okay, Pink wait, no. Panther. Close your eyes and then put your finger go like okay, that, yeah, and I'll okay, tell you okay. when to stop. Okay. No, I'm going to pick one randomly. You can't tell me when to stop because yes, it's going to be the stop. one you like. No, I just will tell you when to stop. I won't even look. Stop. I'm <laughs> Theodore Le Fleche. Le Fleche. Le Fleche. Gail Supercasso. Wait, can Super I go to the girl names and I'll do it now? Girl, female names. Okay, ready? Yeah. I'll do another one. Those are all. Stop. Peggy Blaze. You put it on there. <laughs> Peggy, Peggy Blaze. Blaze. That's not even 
Friends. That sounds like a Peggy super Blaine. name or something. Iris Plumbing Dig. Ding. French names are so sick. Ponton. Ponton. Jacques Lousson. Ponton. Jacques Lousson. Inspector Clouson. Nicole. 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 <laughs> Okay, we're done. We're done. This is 52 minutes. I'm so sorry to bore you guys with this last little bit. Later, babies. If you want to find your friend shame, just look it up. Thank you for watching. Say thanks. Thank you.